Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. Do you ever feel blue or <laughs> sad or kind of like moody or whatever for what seems like no reason at all? You know, everything's been going great. You've had a great day, great weekend, and then you just have this weird looming sense that everything's not okay. Well, the truth is, is usually everything is okay. And this thing that is seemingly bigger than you can, well either be relieved or make us drowned. When we start to evaluate all the things outside of ourselves, all the outer forces that can play a role in how we feel uh, emotionally and our overall sense of well-being, it can actually really help keep us from falling into sort of the thought hole of it all, into manifesting something that lasts longer than it needs to, more than a few hours. It can stretch to days or weeks if we let it own us too much. It's important that we look at the outer factors, right? The things that are going on in the world, in and of ourselves, in the sort of collective consciousness that can make us feel dis-ease. One thing is actually just, honestly, collective consciousness. What the majority of the people around you, not even just in your home, but kind of across your town, across the world are thinking, right? A lot of people get the Sunday night blues. It's just a sadness because the weekend is over and Monday is coming. Monday, this artificial bad day, right? I don't buy into that. I do like to buy into that Friday is an extra great day just because why not have an extra great day? <laughs> but Mondays don't have to be bad. Even so, Sunday, there's almost like a deflated uh, sadness, a blueness that can come over people for really no reason at all. When what we should really be doing is reflecting on the great time that we've had over the weekend. And if you didn't have a great time figuring out what you're going to do to make the next one be better, do remember, you've heard me say it before, uh, John Lennon said it, time enjoyed is not time wasted. So if you did spend all day, you know, watching TV or Fortnite or whatever it is, Make sure you don't regret that later, unless you didn't enjoy it, right? So that's one thing. Another thing that's important to think about is what the moon is doing, right? Now, it can be very personal. And if you will chart yourself, when is my blue day? When do I not feel great? When does that fall into the moon cycle? It might actually be unique for you. Mine tends to be the last quarter moon when I'm the most affected by that change in gravity. Now, y'all know I like science. Science has proven that shifts in gravity changes what inside the brain gets pulled and tugged, and that does affect how we feel. For most people, though, the strongest effects of the moon come at either the new moon or the full moon. The full moon tends to be a sense of overwhelm. There's too much going on. And the new moon is often this sense of sadness, loneliness, or people describe it to me as emptiness. It's not real. And we can rename it, right? The truth about the new moon is it's fertility. We have let go. Energy has let go. And there is this emptiness that is then to be refilled. 
when you consciously think about the moon cycle in that way and you pay attention, you know, put it on your calendar, then you can really think about that space between the full moon and the new moon being release so that when you hit the new moon, that sense of quote unquote emptiness is actually anticipation, um, fertility. And then, of course, the space from the new moon to the full moon becomes refilling. What am I filling myself with? What thoughts, what passions, what drive am I allowing to refill my consciousness? Then, of course, there's always your hormone cycle. Our hormone cycles have much more effects on us than any of us like to believe. Men, you too. Pay attention to yours. You could change your life, men. That's real. And ladies, don't underestimate the different parts of your hormone cycle. Ovulation is a unique emotion, right? You made your eggs in the womb, in your mother's womb. So like you were an egg in your grandmother's womb, right? So our body is very attached to these things. There is a sensation, an emotional reaction, physical emotional reaction when the body releases an egg. And then, of course, when we complete our cycle and are not pregnant, our body is quite sad, as if it's lost a finger or a toe, right? Something it created before it was born. That should be understood. And honestly, adults, we should teach our young children, our women and our young men, that the body is having a mourning when that cycle is doing what it's meant to do. That that morning is physical, it's not really emotional. And so we can keep our head up above the muddy water, so to speak, and recognize that it does not own us, it is part of nature. Of course, one thing that people forget to do a lot is to check in with their inner dialogue. I mean, if you feel like crap, if you're blue, you need to check in with what's going on in your head. Are you replaying some conversation? Are you anticipating something that hasn't and may never happen? Right? Worry is either unnecessary or just making us experience something shitty twice. We've got to watch that inner dialogue, right? We've got to crush the chattering monkeys. We have to say, this is not my truth. We have to replace it with what is true. Denials and affirmations, don't forget. Denials must precede affirmations. You must say this falseness, this darkness is not my reality. And if it feels too much like your reality, you must stop and ask yourself, what am I supposed to learn here? Pull out the lesson so that you can let go of that thing that is living inside of you, dampening your mood, so that then you can affirm what is positive. I'm not asking you to be some bubbly, crazy, giddy person. I don't even think that that's the best way to exist. It, you know, I believe calm is a superpower. That actually the range of emotion should be narrowed quite substantially from what most people have, where there aren't high, high, highs and low, lows, that we exist somewhere within the realm of calm. Do I get excited? Sure. Do I get sad? Yes but not at extremes. It's not necessary. Calm is a superpower. And when you embrace it, that new normal can change everything, including just giving you the presence and wherewithal to check in when you do have one of these moments where you feel blue or off, to remember to check in to the things 
that could be causing that feeling. So often it's even emotions that we've tucked away that we didn't allow ourselves to acknowledge. Things we even understand. Being left out of something and understanding why you were left out doesn't change that feeling of emptiness that we actually are culturally trained to believe we're supposed to feel. That we're somehow expected to feel left out, to feel not good enough. What bullshit. <laughs> if we can somehow teach our children to not take on that feeling and that belief without making them feel that it's wrong when they have it. It can be complicated, and yet it does all come back to what am I thinking about? And of course, acknowledging, right? There's shit going on astrologically. Man, I used to ignore that. I did not want that to be real. Science, of course, the gravitational pull and its effect on hormones and emotions has helped me to accept that when there are things going on astrologically, they will affect us. Mercury retrograde will affect us. Other things happening will affect us. We must understand how they do that. We must understand this body as if it was some sort of machine that we can pay attention to, right? We are more careful when we drive in the rain. Shouldn't we be more gentle with ourselves when we know there's something going on that makes our emotions more tenuous? Of course we should. Of course. But we can't do that if we are not stewards, if we are not witnesses, if we are not experts of our own machine, our own computer, right? This device that we use to experience the human world. Yes, our spirit is perfect and pure, but for now we exist inside of this machine that needs to be cared for and understood. Pay attention, beloved. Take it the next level and get a calendar specifically for your observations of yourself, for that anecdotal evidence, and write it down. Figure out the patterns. If I hadn't put an X on my calendar on the day that I felt off, I wouldn't have figured out that for me it is the last quarter moon. It is not the new moon or the full moon. It helps that I understand myself, and it would help you to understand yourself too. Of course, there are human things that we can do and we should do when we feel blue. It's not all about the intellectual rewiring of the brain. Sometimes it's just about shaking off the funk. I mean, of course, clearing your energy is a given. You need to clear your energy. You need to shield yourself. You need to see the light of the universe bright inside of you, spreading out in all directions, burning off the crap. Do this, and if you don't know how, let's make sure you learn. Right? Let's talk. <laughs> but if you've done all those things, then it's time to take human action. Call a friend. Listen to music. Go outside and put your feet in the grass. Hug someone, something, a stuffed animal, a pillow. Dance. Be silly. Laugh at yourself. Talk to yourself. <laughs> talk to yourself. It's more fun than you think. I bet you give great advice. You should listen to you too. You should, right? Listen to you. Listen to me. Listen to some comedian. But do something. 
Don't keep doing the same thing. You've been in front of the freaking TV all day. Get up. Get up. You've been busy, so busy. Take a day and do nothing but Netflix and chill. <laughs> Whatever kind of chill you do. Don't be too hard on yourselves, beloved. Don't decide that a bad mood owns you or can eat you alive. Don't imagine that that little sense of gloom is going to take over and things will never be okay again. If there's no thought to attach to it, just bear witness to it. Acknowledge that it's there. Think of a new name for it instead of these human names we have contrived because our names are not always accurate. Maybe it's not sadness. Maybe it's relaxation. Maybe it's release. Maybe it's freedom. Maybe it's not emptiness in some way that is sad and depressing. Maybe it is purity, clarity, fertility. Maybe the soil has been prepared and you're waiting to see which seeds bloom. What name could you give that for yourself? And then, of course, maybe it's your hormones and maybe it's the moon or maybe it's all of the above, but it can't drown you, beloved. Take it apart. Be a steward of yourself. Bear witness and keep moving. And the next day you will feel better. You will. I tell my daughter, sleep fixes everything. I don't literally mean, oh my God, you better go to sleep and just sleep away. Some people get depressed and they sleep and sleep and sleep. That's not what I mean. I just mean sometimes we need a reset. Clear your energy. Speak aloud what is bothering you so that you can talk it away. Or go to bed early and see how different the world looks when you wake up. No matter what you do, beloved, remember that on the other side of the darkness, on the other side of the winter is spring. And it is bright and lovely. And just like my butterfly garden, every year it is more luscious and beautiful and productive and I see more butterflies. Every time you keep the dis-ease from owning you, the reward on the other side is brighter and more beautiful and there are more butterflies. Cultivate the garden of your mind before you know it, it will come back year after year, day after day, tough day after tough day, as a more and more beautiful, natural state of being. Think about it, lovelies. Until next time, namaste. Hi, my name is Connie, and I wanted to tell you a little bit of my experience and uh, my relationship with Jennifer. Um, when I first met Jennifer, uh, it was a very emotional and um, intense meeting. That day when I had walked in the door, I could feel this charge of uh, emotion and care and kindness 
it was nothing short of amazing. Also that day, I received something that I never thought I would ever, ever get. It changed my life, literally. Or that day, when I left, I was a changed person. I had a new outlook on life. I was happier. I felt lighter. It was something I will always be grateful for. Since then, our relationship has changed. It's become one of the most incredible. I'm fighting for the words because I don't know if I can find the words that are big enough to express how much it means to me. You know, excuse me, I'm getting a little verklempt. Um, the things that I've learned about myself, about the world around me, about my spirituality has been priceless. And the level of gratitude I have in regards to that is just immeasurable. I don't know how I would go on if, if this relationship wasn't in my life, but I know that I've learned so much that I would be able to go on. So I'm grateful for that too. I became a patron of the podcast because it gave me the opportunity to support and nurture something that nurtures my spirituality and me growing as a person and becoming my best self. I'll always be grateful for it. It'll, it'll continue to go with me throughout the course of the rest of my life. There's so much love that is put into this and supporting its growth will benefit this world. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session. However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.